Praise the Lord. Well, let's plant the heavens. Isaiah 51 and verse 16. And I have put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand that I may plant the heavens, lay the foundations of the earth and say to Zion, you are my people. God says, I put my words in your mouth. I've covered you with the shadow of my hand that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth. John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly, or innermost being, NASB says. Some translations say heart, but the word isn't cardia, it's koilia. And it means the innermost being. It's the word that was used of the womb, so we know it's the deep part of us. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water, but this he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus said, If any man thirst, thirst is the key. Let him come and drink. And he that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. This he spoke of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is the river. He's the living water inside of us. Now the Bible says it was the last day, that great day of the feast. It was the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, the final feast of the year in Israel. And tradition has it that on that day, a procession of priests would make their way down from the temple, down to the Pool of Siloam, and bring water up from the Pool of Siloam, bring it back to the temple courts, and pour it out on the temple floor, on the courts of the temple. This to remind the people how that God had provided water for them as they weighed, made their way through the wilderness, the wilderness wandering. God had supplied water for his people. On that occasion, Jesus lifted his voice and cried, and he promised to fulfill the thirst of every person. Every man, woman, and child, he said, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. The Holy Spirit is going to come into your life and bring such a change. Before this, Jesus had spoken of a well of water inside a person, but now he was saying a river. In John chapter 4, to the woman at the well, in John 4, 14, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him, shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. A well of water, living water inside, a well of salvation, a well of new creation life. Jesus Christ coming to forgive our sins and dwell in us and abide in us. It's a well, a fountain of salvation, a well of springing water. But in John chapter 7, he said it's going to be more than a well. There's another experience, and it's an experience with the Holy Spirit inside of you where it's like a dam breaks open in you and rivers of living water begin to flow out. Rivers of living water. 
out of every believer. This he said concerning the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, a Pentecostal experience, the mighty baptism in the Spirit. And where the river flows, there is life. If you don't have life, let the river flow. Too much death around, let the river flow. Where the river flow, there's life, and there's fruitfulness, and there's abundance. Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east, the water was flowing out from the from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. What temple is he talking about? Say, well, he's talking about the church, the temple, the church. Yes, he's talking about the church, but he's talking about the Christian. Is this where Jesus got his message in John chapter 7? That out of the temple would flow rivers of living water. The Apostle Paul said, don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? And now that river wants to flow. That river wants to flow out of the temple that we are. So when we read Psalm or Ezekiel 47 tonight, we're reading about ourselves. You are the temple. I am the temple. He took, he brought me back to the door. There was water flowing out from this temple. He brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east, and there was water running out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The waters came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist or the loins, KJV, the fruitful part. Again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a, a river that could not be crossed. This he spoke of the Holy Spirit. Living waters are going to flow out of the believer in ever-increasing measure. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Have you considered this in relation to your own life? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned, there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea, the Dead Sea. When it reaches the Dead Sea, humanity without God, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. For they will be healed, and everything will live wherever the river goes. This he spoke of the Holy Spirit in the life of every believer.
It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi to Enegliam. They will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, the Mediterranean, exceedingly many. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Its swamps and marshes, beware the swamps and marshes of Christian experience and life. For they will not be healed. There's no healing there. There's no life in those swamps and marshes. There are no trees on the banks. There are no fish in those waters. They will be given over to salt. Along the bank of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their waters water flows from the sanctuary their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine good evening temple of the lord out of your innermost being to flow rivers of living water this jesus spoke of the holy spirit a crystal clear river to flow out of our lives and begin to run out into the dry places, the wilderness of this world, into the dead places, a river to run out into the dry creek beds and rush down to the, in the ravines and bring forth life and make its way even to the Dead Sea. Humanity without God and the sea begins to live. People become alive. Fish begin to jump in those waters. And all along the banks of the river are the trees of righteousness, the blossoms and flowers of the glory of God. This river, don't despise the day of small beginnings. This river in you, maybe you feel called to a ministry, but as you look at your life today, it seems like, man, I'm barely stepping in any water. Well, the water, when it first begins to flow through your life by the Holy Spirit, it starts out like a trickling streamlet. But walk down the river a ways. Walk down a thousand cubits. Walk down a quarter of a mile or half a mile down the river, and wow, all of a sudden it's increasing. The waters are to my ankles. And God says, you keep walking down that river of your ministry and you let the life of the Holy Spirit flow through you and you walk another thousand cubits and it's to your knees and you walk another thousand cubits and it's to your loins and you walk another thousand cubits and soon it's waters that are over your head, waters to swim in, a river that cannot be passed over. This is the river of the Holy Spirit that God wants to release out of our lives in ever-increasing, ever-deepening, ever-broadening measure, so that we, through our lifetime, touch many, many, many dry places and many souls for the kingdom of God. That everywhere that this river flows, that it will bless people, that it will touch every life that it passes by. The Bible says it'll flow in the dry places and in the creek beds and the ravines. You know what it's like when you try and send a river up in the mountains. The mountains of pride repel it. There's resistance. The river can't take where there's pride of man. 
But there are a lot of low places in this world where people are desperate and they are dry and they are thirsty. And God says, if you let the river of your spirit flow to those dry places and those needy nations and those impoverished people and those broken lives, you will see that where the river goes, there will be life. Stay out of the swamps and marshes. Swamps of discontent and discouragement, disillusionment with ministry, disillusionment with people, frustrations, lack of results. I expected more from God. I expected a greater ministry by now. Stay out of the swamps and marshes, those swirl pools of stagnation and death, criticism and strife, gossip and jealousy, give it another stir. Resentment and bitterness in my heart, give it another stir. And many Christians have been sidelined and taken out of the river and taken out of the flow of God because they've been affected by negativity, by disappointment, by rejection, by resistance to themselves, by unfruitfulness, what they perceive as they've gone forth to serve God. The marshes and swamps, the swirl pools of carnal discussion. strife and disunity and you can live there your whole life but those waters will never be healed there's no healing in those waters you've got to walk out of those waters and say i'm going to get back in the river and i'm going to let that river flow in me there will always be negative currents when you try and take the gospel and take the flow of the river there's always a warfare There will always be distractions. There will be things that want to pull us off from the main flow of the river in our life. And we get caught up in things that are not fruitful. And we get caught up in a way of life that really hinders our fruitfulness and our potential for the Lord. Stay in the river of praise and worship. Stay in the river of giving. Stay in the river of prayer. Stay in the river of the power of God. And let your ministry flow and bless people. Say, crystal clear stream of the Holy Spirit, flow in me. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Don't let negative people, don't let the negative circumstances, don't let the disappointments take you out of the fruitfulness that God has for your life. Bible says there were fish Verse 9 to 10, it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. Let's lift our vision. For they will be healed and everything will live whether, wherever the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi to Eneglium. They will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. God has promised us the souls of men and women. 
God has promised us that people will come to Christ if we will let the river of the Holy Spirit flow out of us. And he says a very great multitude. As we give and as we pray and as we worship and as we carry the gospel, we have no idea where that river of the Holy Spirit is going. We can only see maybe a little distance, but that river in our lifetime can flow out into many corners of the world and into dark places, into this nation, into loved ones and into people that don't know the Lord. We don't know where the river's going. Wow, it's so mighty in us now that it's waters we can only swim in. We can't pass over it. We can't even see how far it's going. That's the river of God inside of us. So the Lord calls us to open our eyes, lift your vision. The promises of a great multitude of fish for every Christian, every Christian involved with a multitude of souls in their lifetime for the glory of God. Jesus said to his disciples one day, Luke 5, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And they said, Lord, there are no fish in this region. There's no fishing here. No fish here. We've toiled all night and we caught no fish. Nevertheless, at your word, we will let down the nets. Let's get his word on the waters instead of our own. Let's get the word of the Lord on the waters that look like we've toiled, we've fished, there's nothing there. There are no fish in this vicinity. This lake is dead in this part. But God says, get your eyes on the word of the Lord. If you put the gospel out there, if you cast out your net, the gospel net, the true gospel net, Jesus Christ and him crucified, it's amazing that the spirit of the Lord will bring the fish. And they cast out the net, and all of a sudden, the nets were breaking, the Bible says. So they called for their partners in the other boat and said, come help us. And Peter fell down at the feet of the Lord and said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. I'm not, I'm not worthy of a ministry like this. For they were astonished at the catch of fishes. Jesus said, fear not. From now on, you will catch men. You will catch souls. I think one reason why Jesus gave them such a great catch of fish was to let them know what they could expect as they preached the gospel and followed him out in obedience all the days of their life. A great multitude of fish. And then the trees. Verse 12, Ezekiel 47 along the bank of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. These trees will bear fruit every month. These trees of righteousness, these new converts, these believers like you and I, Planted, growing, now strong, flourishing. Their fruit, it says, will not fail. They will bear fruit every month. November fruit and December fruit and January fruit and February fruit and winter fruit and summer fruit. 
Fruit that cannot be consumed. These trees just keep producing. You can take all the love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering you want and eat off these trees, and there's more to come. Because it comes by the Holy Spirit. These are the trees of righteousness. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary out of the temple, out of the house of God. Then it says their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Their fruit will be for food. So we feed people. We feed our family every day. I trust it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's not some rotten fruit of the flesh. We feed our families every day. Love, the fruit of the Spirit, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. We feed our families every day the fruit and those about us of our life, our ministry, the character of Christ, the nature of the Lord, his loving kindness, his salvation, his strength, his comfort, his hope. The fruit of these trees Partakes, being partaken of every day. We feed the people and we feed unbelievers and we feed the nations of this world as our ministries flow out both personally and corporately. And the Bible says their leaves are for medicine. The leaves of a tree, think of it. A tree is covered with a multitude of leaves and those leaves, the Bible says, are medicine to the people. A tree is a place of protection. It's a place, place of shelter. We come under the canopy of the trees and we find rest under the trees, shelter from the wind and storm, the healing of the brokenhearted, the healing of people, the blessing of their lives, and they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Revelation 22, verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Here's the river in the final chapter of the Bible. A pure river of water of life, clear as crystal. Well, we know who that river is. That's the Holy Spirit. This he spoke of the Holy Spirit. Rivers of living water shall flow out of you. This he spoke of the Spirit. Here are Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in verse 1. The throne of God the Father and of the Lamb the Son, and there's the pure river of life flowing, the Holy Spirit flowing out in the heavenly Jerusalem. In the middle of its street, and on either side of the river, was the tree of life. Not just one tree. The boulevards lined with the tree of life. Many, many trees of life which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. A river of water of life flowing out from the throne of God. The banks of the river lined with trees. Those trees are for shade and protection and for the healing of the nations. This is the scene we have in Revelation 22, the vision of the heavenly Jerusalem, the true city of God, which we are a part of now. Whatever this means in the future, it means much now. 
The river of the Holy Spirit, it says, is flowing down the middle of this city. The central thing in the city of God is the river of the Holy Spirit. Flowing down the middle of the city on either side is, a, is the street or a boulevard. And this boulevard is lined with many, many trees of righteousness. And these trees bear fruit every month and leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. This is another picture of our lives as the temple of the Lord. Because the river flows through us and because the river is flowing in us, that's why there's life. That's why there are trees on the banks of the river. That's why there's fruit. That's why there's healing. And let each believer be such a tree that people can feed off us. Once again, it's the same picture. And that we would bear fruit every month of the year. April fruit and May fruit and July fruit and August fruit. Winter fruit and summer fruit, never a month, never a day that these trees are not producing the beautiful fruit of the Spirit and the life of God. And the river flows where these trees are. And the Bible says the people are eating of these trees. These trees are for the people of the nations. These people are for your family. Or these trees are for your family. This fruit is for the house of God, your brothers and sisters in Christ. This fruit is for the unbelievers at your place of occupation. This fruit is for the foreign nations that we can touch by the love and grace of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says once again, the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nation. The leaves of these trees are for the healing of the nations. Whatever again this means in the future, it means something now. Because there will be no nations that need healing when time is no more and the heavenly Jerusalem reigns in its fullness. This is speaking to us now. The, the nations need healing now. The nations need our touch. The nations need our ministry. The nations need our help now. And so we pray and we touch people and we have hands of healing and we pray against sicknesses and diseases and we pray against brokenness in people's lives. We pray against broken families and heartache. We are there to lift the people and bring them into the healing life of God. Hallelujah. And one day, one day on the other side of this world, when we stand in the glory of the eternal world, we'll look upon that river and that throne of God flowing and there will be the trees of righteousness and we will walk the boulevards of glory. We'll walk under those trees, and maybe it will be that one and another and someone else will come and touch us and say, come with me, and they'll lead us to the throne of the Lamb and say, because this person gave and prayed and witnessed and sacrificed and poured out their life, that's why I'm here in the eternal kingdom of God, planted as a tree of righteousness. And who knows, maybe an angel will come alongside and take you by the hand or maybe Jesus himself and lead you through the promised land and you'll walk under that, you'll walk those streets by the side of that river and you'll be under those trees of righteousness and the Lord will point out this one and that one and that one. They're planted in eternal soil. They're planted in heavenly life and glory because you gave 
You gave your offerings, you gave your finances, you gave your prayers, you sowed your life into the earth, and now trees of righteousness stand on the shores of eternity. Let the river flow. Let's plant the heavens. Let's plant the heavens. Let's plant the heavens with trees of righteousness that stand forever in the glory of God, in the glorious city of God for time and eternity. Let's have the worship ministry come. Isaiah 51, 16, again. Take it into your spirit. And I have put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand that I may plant the heavens. Lay the foundations of the earth. Let's raise up the foundations of some people. Get them established on the solid rock. Get the foundations of the faith under them. Be a repairer of the breach. Be a restorer of paths to dwell in, to teach people the wisdom and the knowledge and the ways of the Lord so they can walk with sureness in this world. But let's also plant the heavens. Oh, that crystal clear river of the Holy Spirit flowing out of us. And one day we'll walk those streets of glory and our eyes will brim with tears as we realize how God has used the labors of our hands. We don't see it now, but one day we will see it when we walk those streets. We will see the fruit of our labors and how God has used us to influence lives and to cause many to inherit eternal life. Be encouraged. Pray on. Walk on. Praise and worship on. Soldier on. Persevere. Our work will be rewarded. Sow to the Spirit, and you will of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let's stand together tonight. Hallelujah. Lift up a prayer tonight, Lord. I want to plant the heavens. I want to plant the heavens. Some of you here that are called to ministry, whatever dimension it is, and you look at your life, as I mentioned earlier, and it just seems like a trickling little stream. Well, get walking down the river. Say, Holy Spirit, flow in me. Start walking down the river. Start letting the Spirit of God use you. And you watch as it'll increase to your ankles, to your knees, to your loins, and waters to swim in. And you'll see the fish, and you'll see the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Say, Lord, I want to plant the heavens. I want to be involved with you. Take the opportunity God has given you in this life to gain all you can for heaven, for eternal souls, and for eternal life. Your soul will be satisfied and your joy will overflow in that great day of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. I want to plant the heavens. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus tonight, invite him into your heart. Say, Jesus, I want to be your son, your daughter. I want the Holy Spirit life in me. I want my life to count. This dreary wilderness world, but there is a mighty river that will bring life and strength and health to all of us. 
and use us for the glory of God. If you need to open up your heart to Jesus, you're free to slip out from where you are and come to this front of this stage, this altar, and give your life to the Lord. Perhaps tonight you're someone you say, I've been, <clears throat> I've been caught in the swamps and marshes of Christian experience, the warfare, the negativity, disruption with people, bumping into believers and resentment in my heart and disappointment in my heart and disillusioned with things. There is no healing in the swamps and marshes. If you stay there, you'll stay in death. You've got to say, Holy Spirit, river of God, I'm getting back into where the river is, and you, river of God, you flow out of me, that crystal clear stream. I'm going to start being involved with the work of the Lord and with the will of God. Back to the prayer room. Back into fervent praise and worship back into witnessing, back into tithes and offerings. I'm going to serve the Lord with all my heart. Let the river of life flow. So let's plant the heavens.